In this episode, we'll be discussing mental health. Alana and I are not mental health experts, just two best friends with a podcast talking about our experience with mental health. If you or someone you know is in need of mental health resources, we've included a link in the episode description. Welcome to HQAF Radio. I'm Alana. And I'm Francis. And this is a show about two best friends. Do you remember yeah. like at the beginning of the pandemic when we were literally holding, I was holding your phone up to the recorder? Yes, and I can hear it whenever I listen to the Cars episode, which I really like that Cars episode, but it's way funnier with like me talking out of your computer into the microphone. Oh my God, it's so ridiculous. So I'm really excited about having this new format because I just know that it's really going to take our podcasting, already has taken our podcasting to the next level. I know we sound so much cleaner now, I think. Yeah, I, I and mean, now I we can truly have like special guests. Like we could only have special guests that lived in our zip code. That's Previous true. Allie, like Allie, we could have never had the on the podcast. Who who else would we invite um, to the Oh, podcast? that is. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we don't um, have friends, Francis, other than each other, and that's why we have a radio show. Uh, I guess. <laughs> I I guess if we wanted to to invite my long lost brother. Oh, you know what? Hold on, I have sisters that live outside of the area. I don't know why I'm like. Oh, yeah. oh I don't. I don't know. I don't know anyone that lives <laughs> outside of the DC area. <laughs> Right, yeah, your literal siblings, blood relatives, (laughs) and not even here. Oh my god, so funny. So what are we talking about today, Alana? Today we're talking about journaling as part of our special mental health series that we have going on. Ooh, journaling. Uh, Well, I think everybody is... who who has been tuning into the mental health series that already knows that Alana is a fan fiction writer. She's been writing since you were young. Uh, I think you told me fourth grade-ish timeframe when you started writing. Was that, is that correct? Um, Seriously writing? Yeah, probably fourth grade. I mean, I was writing pretty much as soon as I could write, I was always writing. I have, you know, books and books from years and years and years which thank you mom for keeping all of them that's incredible um (laughs) but yeah that's why i have three bankers boxes worth of all of my writings half of which are fan fictions but the other half are journals so i've been journaling so i started actively like everyday daily journaling in fourth grade yeah wow so you did both create writing and journaling since fourth grade yeah, I couldn't get enough of it. It was truly one of those things where like the moment I I could write and I knew enough of the words to write, I just I like couldn't get enough of it. It was sort of uh, my everything. I don't know. I loved writing so much. And I loved the ability to be able to, you know, express myself, of course, and then also the the mobility of it. Writing is is something that's very easy to do. All you need is a pen and paper and that's it. Maybe a desk if you want, but you can also write on your bed. It's not like an yeah. instrument that you had to like transport with you or find a special place. Like it just was not a cumbersome activity. It was very easy to do. And I think that accessibility also was very um, helpful for me because I came from a big family. And so there was always a lot going on and a lot of kids and a lot of activities. So it was nice to just like be able to go into my zone and like 
just, you know, be my reserved little introvert that I always was. <laughs> Were you writing every single day since fourth grade? Have you been writing every single day since fourth grade? Since you started? So I was writing every single day from fourth grade up until I think either eighth grade slash some of high school. I know that it kind of tapered off a little bit in high school. No, no, actually, hold on. I think I do still have, it might've been college. I might have journals all the way through all of high school. Mm. Um, so as far as my history of journaling, I would say I journaled every day from fourth grade through, I think either middle to late high school, um, because come college, right, I just got really busy, I got a job, I had a lot of classes. And so there's about a two to three year period where I actually stopped journaling. And it wasn't yeah. until I took a creative writing course with um, my professor who would later become my mentor um, in college for my, you know, honors seminar thesis, I don't know, like, class um, guy, he's great. But he on the first day of class, he talked about how he writes in a journal every morning at 6am, like from the moment he wakes up, he writes all his thoughts down. And he oh talked gosh. about, yeah, I know. And he said, Oh, I've been doing this every day for X amount of years. And it's really helpful. Because I think that um, when you have all your thoughts inside your head, and you have all this stuff going on, like on top of your regular life obligations, it's really hard to just kind of focus and, and sift through all those emotions, all those thoughts, all those reasons. And so putting yeah. it on paper kind of helps me just put everything down, kind of visualize, and then go about my day. That way it's not all stuck up in my head. And so that was what inspired me to get back into writing again. That was about um, either 2011 or 2012. So I'd taken a three-year hiatus, and then I got back into writing. So yeah, I guess you could say between fourth grade to now, minus the three-year hiatus, I, I haven't been writing every day. In college, I just started writing once a week. I tried to do his like, oh, every day when I wake up, I was not that organized. I'm sorry. I cannot <laughs> do that. Um, but writing every week and just kind of doing like a weekly recap or a weekly roundup um, I've been doing since 2011 or 2012. That That's pretty impressive. I feel like I'm like on the opposite end for me, like writing is, I wouldn't say it's not like, enjoyable but it takes time like i need to think about the words that i'm putting down on paper and so it just becomes tedious <laughs> especially like i know you love the pen and paper aspect of writing i love the typing yeah. out i love just kind of like the more um what's the word when it's it's i guess instant gratification sort of like you just put your thoughts down on paper and it's there and i don't need I, i'm such a slow writer like i i would need to kind of put out every word, make sure my handwriting's legible, all that fun stuff. And I'm left-handed. So if it's, if I'm particularly sweaty that day, I get all the like ink and <laughs> lead on my hand. It, writing is just a process. Yeah. Yeah. I, <laughs> I, I don't think I started journaling. I like, I've been on and off. Like I, I started journaling back when I was in high school. I remember having like my journals but Aww. one of the things that I hated about keeping a journal was that it was so hard to keep it private. I, my mm. parents and my sisters were the snoopiest people and they would just read through the journal. And then if you wrote something that you were particularly angry about or something that 
might have pissed them off, they wouldn't confront you about it. I'm like, that's not the point of my journal. It's for, for me, and I would appreciate yeah. it if you didn't read it. And so um, I didn't really have a lot of success keeping a journal throughout high school. Started mm -hmm. keeping it, I like experimented keep with keeping it in college, and it had been on and off. Uh, for me, it, like it's definitely the writing aspect that kind of comes back to me that makes it really hard for me to journal on a very active basis. Like I always feel, I always felt that journaling had to be like, oh, long expositions where you talk about your day and you talk about how you feel, and sometimes you just like don't want to talk about that every single day like um and so you know i i guess without it trying to be a habit like without me trying to develop it into a habit it had just kind of fallen off it wasn't something that i kept on a regular basis i think at most i had maybe kept it up for a few months like i i can go back through some of my adult history go back through like evernote where, where i was keeping my journal at one point or some of the other dedicated journaling apps that they have out there and just kind of look through that um and it's probably just like a month or two or three yeah um but now <laughs> with the pandemic going on and move my recent um counseling i've been journal every day and it's been more or less just like snippets of my day like sometimes i'll talk about how i'm feeling but it, it's more of a log of my day more of a log of emotions i guess versus an analysis of the emotions mm -hmm. um yeah and I, I this is something i i want to bring up a little bit later but i think we've been sort of also journaling through our creative um expressions as well because you know um before my actual traditional journaling experience um, even started, I was taking photos. And I, Alana, you're familiar with my photo of the day on Instagram. I had been doing that for, God, how long? Three, four years, I think, every single day, posting a photo and sometimes not even having a caption, like a worthwhile caption, but just like a shot of my day and this is what it was like. Uh, I, I consider that a little bit of journaling too. I have very fond memories of photo of the day. As you know, I centered a lot of my day or the days we would hang out and the activities we would do around photo of the day. Um, and <laughs> my outfits, like that day, I would always look my best and people would ask me, oh my God, are you going to a job interview after this? Why do you look so good? You usually, not that they look like garbage, but like in, on a particular day of photo of the day, I would look phenomenal like especially <laughs> the day where my car broke down as i was trying to go to take the photo of the day and i looked bomb and we took great photos <laughs> but um yeah i mean i think that you know you're sort of i wouldn't necessarily call it struggle but or, or maybe it is a struggle um or issues with doing a daily journaling or or just keeping up a consistency with journaling is not very different from what other people have um when it comes to taking up something like a daily journal or a weekly journal, um, yeah. I was talking to actually even uh, Catherine uh, a couple weeks ago who was saying, oh, yeah, you know, I, I love the idea of journaling, but the fact that I really just couldn't commit myself to every day. And I'm someone who's like an all or nothing person. And so if I didn't do it every day, I didn't want to do it at all. And that's kind of how she she felt like, oh, if I, you know, didn't have it 
every day, then I would feel like, oh, I failed. And I would just, you know, want to close the chapter and never want to, you know, refer back again. And I think people kind of put a lot of expectations on themselves, you know, because writing is an art form. It is um, a, you know, occupation, right? It is a skill set. And so I think people kind of felt like, oh, you know, I want to go and, and write this thing so that my future self like, thinks I'm very insightful. But um, yeah, I think like the art to journaling is really just letting go of all of that. It's really just a place to like let loose and just write. I mean, some of the stuff, oh my God, my handwriting is horrible. And sometimes I'm like, <laughs> girl, what even is this? Um, but it's just like about the practice of, of putting it down on paper, or just getting out or, you know, putting it into your phone, just getting it outside of yourself and in there. And it doesn't have to be cohesive and it doesn't have to be... Um, you know, doesn't have to have a plot, like a beginning, middle and end. It just can be uh, whatever yeah. you need to be in that moment. Um, yeah, and, yeah. yeah. It, it, it's pretty much just an open canvas to to let let yourself be expressive, um, especially in a, in times where that might not feel possible. Uh, I, I could like look back on some of the times uh, earlier where I was angry at like my clients and my boss and and my family. And it's just like, well, sometimes, you know, for me as a person who is not outwardly expressive, like I really need that, that time to kind of express that and process those emotions inwardly. And so yeah. that, that's what I always found like very helpful about journaling and especially the, the, um, the, the, after the fact sort of process, right? Like like looking back at those journals and realizing, wow, I did feel those way at time and and having that introspection of saying, well, this is how I changed. This is how I learned from that experience. Like being able to kind of look back has been very powerful. Um, even if it was just, even if I was just journaling for a few months at a time, being able to have that record is really, really helpful for me. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, it's really good. But I will also say, because I recently was digging through my banker boxes for our fan fiction series that I'm very excited to uh, do with you later on. <laughs> but I was digging through my banker boxes because I, I remember I, 10 years ago, I revisited my old writings. Um, and that both included, I, I realized, because I actually had um, sticky notes in my old journals. And I realized that was an exercise that I did back in therapy 10 years ago, where I looked back at um, some of my journaling to work on some of my inner child issues and looking at, okay, well, what was I dealing with as a child, you know, and that was helpful for me to deal with those inner child issues. But um didn't remember like going through the journals, but remembered going through the fan fiction, was looking for a specific fan fiction. And so naturally I'm coming, you know, half of the work in there are my journals or half of the, the writings I should say. And I just thought, oh, let me go and flip through and open this up. And I'm like, oh, hmm, <laughs> this is uh, <laughs> one, either very embarrassing or very intense or very sad or very funny. Oh my God, the way that I saw I ha- I was very infatuated with a boy named Brendan when I was in high school. <laughs> and um, this story, and this can be saved for another podcast, is, uh, and I'll, also I'll tell you later, Francis, off audio, <laughs> but it is truly, like, now looking back as a 29-year-old woman and looking back at those journals, because I just read a couple entries, I'm like, wow, this is the most Alana filter 
situation of like, <laughs> I like the boy. He clearly made it clear. Like, I just like you as a friend. And I was like, no, he's in love with me. I'm like, girl, what? I mean, you wrote you wrote about all of that in your journal. Yes. Oh, yeah. Gosh. I was very invested in this relationship but that did to, not exist. <laughs> to the extent, to the extent where where looking back at it now, you realized that he was not interested at all. Like that, in so much detail that you're <laughs> you wrote about it objectively with the subjectively yes. you wrote about Look. it with lana filter on but you could see now as as an adult lana that yes. it's like there and oh my gosh well because how <laughs> i used to write was like um i wouldn't write uh i wasn't motivated by emotions when i would write like i was very much um i would log my day i would log what happened yeah and yeah. so sometimes emotions would be involved but i was really just about like here's the play-by-play -play. um yeah. and so yeah, this boy, I reread these entries where I was in love with him and uh, quotes, air quotes, in love with him. <laughs> and I expressed that I liked him. I like liked him um, various times. And uh, or so I'm sure it was subtle, but like I, I inferred that I liked him in a subtle way, but we both know it probably wasn't subtle. That's why I say I was very upfront about liking him, I'm sure. Um, and so there was one point where he goes, hey, Alana, he direct messages me on AIM because we're messaging each other after school. And he says, yeah. look, Alana, I think you're really swell. And like, I think you're a really great friend and I really enjoy our friendship, but I just don't like you that way you know, romantically, you're very wonderful, but you're my friend and I actually like like this other girl and just like was the most transparent. I, I can't believe it was a high school boy who was telling me this and wasn't like <laughs> double talking me. He straight up told me, look, I like you as a friend. I like someone else. You're wonderful. I hope we can maintain our friendship, but this is truly like, I'm not picking up what you're putting down. And I literally wrote, oh, but I know he's just saying that because he's actually in love with me. And like, <laughs> <laughs> doesn't what? know how to express it. I oh literally wrote that down, Francis. <laughs> Francis, the Alana, and so I was like, "Girl, the Alana filter has been so strong for so many years. It's like actually oh terrifying." God, wow! I can't believe like your filter is literally you. Okay, so so you know how some people they'll just like warp events, like oh, er, how do I put this? Like I, I guess. I'm surprised that you didn't omit anything from that from that journal. Like you literally wrote everything down, and then at the end, your analysis is like he's lying, he loves me, da da da. One hundred percent. Oh, one hundred percent. Yeah, I I'm, I'm so appreciative that I wrote I down know. like the AIM instant messages, and that's how I know like. Oh my God, Alana, he is being so kind to you. He is being so upfront, which is not something you can ask of a freshman high school boy. And I'm just yeah. like, no, man, we're going to be together. We're going to get married. And, like <laughs> We're already like in this crazy relationship. It's so funny when we tell our kids about that time he told me he wasn't in love with me when he was. Like, no, you insane lady. <laughs> That's so crazy. Oh my gosh. Do you, do you carry that practice over now? Like, do you like... My Alana filter? No, um, no, no. Well, I mean, obviously you have an Alana filter even today. Right. Oh, that's true. Sorry. Yeah. yeah. No, no. But just like, um, how do I put this? So 
if you, we, you and I were to have this like really great text message conversation, would you put that in your journal today? Like, how do you journal today? Oh, uh, yeah, I totally do direct quotes. I absolutely do. Um, so when things, particularly around, I should write more like great or inspiring quotes. I do write down things that you say that are very funny in my journal, because I'm like, <laughs> oh, this is going to be like, this is so funny right now. And I have to, uh, like the realization from last week's episode about Allie leaving friendship breadcrumbs and me literally not understanding and then what Harley said about it like yeah you can take uh by the way guys some background information after I recorded that episode I told Harley about it and Harley wrote told me this very wonderful quote which was yeah that totally tracks with how I know you Alana which is that you can lead Alana to water but um what you can't you can't make her no you have to tell her to drink and even when you do or even if you do she still might die because she won't like you have to really force her to do like she won't just drink because she's thirsty you have to tell her and possibly force her because she's so in her own way <laughs> and so that that kind of stuff like things that really make me laugh or really um important moments like really great um f you i'm gonna do it this way kind of exchanges either between friends or really intense work situations i also do log i do log direct quotes when it's um either very funny or a very important moment to oh. me being a badass bitch <laughs> <laughs> that's i think that's like really good i because i i guess i haven't thought about doing that i i so today I use this journal called Day One, which has been pretty good. Um, and and the reason why I like it so much is to, as opposed to some of the other stuff that I do, um, like Evernote's like just as flexible as Day One. Um, but Day One, like they they there's a little bit more of a, a time capsule aspect to it, I guess, or like what I I don't know what to call it, but just like the where you're able to see what you did in the past, you know, like like that kind of thing. So oh. if I were to look at it two years from now, I can see every single journal entry I made on October 12th and see what I did that day. Like I, I really like that aspect of it so far. I like that I can um, record where I'm journaling from. I like that I can connect it to Instagram if I really wanted to. Like there's a, there's a lot about like capturing my day to day that day one has over like Evernote. Um, where was I going with this? <laughs> <laughs> um, oh, direct quotes. Are you going to now logging your direct quotes? Because it is so fun to look well, at them. Yeah, because like I, I think it's very interesting to be able to see like like if I were to just be angry at at somebody at the moment and just like maybe looking back at it again, like oh wow, I was actually the asshole there, you know, or oh wow, actually he wasn't in love with me. I was just being a weirdo. <laughs> Like, I think that, that's fascinating. I, I haven't thought about that in, in my own journaling. At, um, and I might try to do that now. It is so grand. Yeah. And especially like, I mean, the, the Brendan thing is absurdly embarrassing. <laughs> because, wow. Um, I envision myself as your stereotypical, like, boy crazy girl in high school. 
But apparently I was 100% that bitch <laughs> because <laughs> look at me. Um, yeah, sometimes you realize things about yourself you don't like. Like I actually read um, something else I read. I, I also like to tape in my journals um, cards that people give me because oh. I think in another world I would have loved, um, actually I, I, in this current world and another one, I think I would love scrapbooking, but it's just too much effort. Like what I love about writing is how effortless it is. You just pick up a pen, hopefully one you like, you pick up a notebook, hopefully one that's pretty and you you like that too, right? And then you just write, yeah. like you don't need anything else. Whereas scrapbooking, like you have to go and buy a certain thing and then you have to have photos and then you do captions and you can do different fonts. I don't know, it's just like very involved. And, um, but I think I would have loved if I cared enough to put in that effort doing something yeah. like that. Yeah, I just I, yeah, cards <laughs> in my journals and that's like my little mini scrapbook. Yeah, and I, I know you love cards. Like you keep every yeah. single card that you get. Um, yeah. <laughs> I know you hate when I throw away your cards. I try to envision <laughs> that you don't do that. Like I literally try to pretend you don't do that because otherwise it will make me cry. And the only solace I have, is this weird actually now that I'm thinking about it? So I write in my notes app on my phone, just, you know, regular notes app. Um, I write out my cards before I write them with a pen, you know, on the card, because I want to go and write, work through and make sure like, oh, you know, no, is no. this funny? I think, yeah. Yeah, I um, think that makes sense. For for anybody that doesn't know this about Alana yet, like she writes very detailed, very like thought out cards. So so that's the, that's the reason why, like for her, <laughs> I can understand I why this when... stab in the heart. But Alana, you also write cards for every occasion. So it's... that is true. <laughs> I do pride myself on being a very involved, deep card writer. So it, it's very nice to hear that the positive feedback because I do like spend a lot of time. I, I like to consider it um, a, a strength of mine or a skill set that I have. Um, and uh, that's taking place of basic algebra, but that's that's fine. Um, <laughs> <laughs> well, and only, yeah. it's it's a nice nice thing to get, especially like in this day and age where card writing isn't isn't really a thing anymore, or even just like receiving cards in the mail is not even a thing. I I've gotten a lot of cards where it's literally, and I might be guilty of this myself, <laughs> just. <laughs> getting the card and just saying love Francis and just using like the message in the card <laughs> yeah. as the message my message so like yeah. the fact that you put so much thought into it like it doesn't go unnoticed at least not by me yeah and people also know that I specifically buy cards that are the most blank like I do not buy cards or gravitate <laughs> cards out of, out of writing because I'm like um excuse me they're not I'm not paying for you to tell my friend how you how I feel. I need to tell them how I feel. So Francis gets rid of cards. That's okay because the majority of people do. Harley is the same. Like other people are the same. So the only solace I have is that all of my notes save every single letter I've ever written to all of my friends. I currently wow. have open last year's to you, Francis, both our friendship anniversary and your birthday card because I think we did a combo year last year. So yeah, yeah. Um, that's my solace that I can go back and reread um, all of the letters I wrote to you. So I'm like, oh, that's so sweet. That's, um, that's like a journal in of itself. That's so cool. Yeah.
And I mean, so some people might say, or I, so I keep all of uh, Harley's cards. Like Harley is not a card person, but I keep all the cards I give Harley. Now, before you go, wow, you are an insane person. I give <laughs> cards, like you said, are kind of like journals, right? Or time capsules. What I love yeah. about cards is that they're kind of like a time capsule of how someone feels about you in that moment. Uh, for example, I recently found, because I taped in my journal, the one-year anniversary card of my first boyfriend in high school. Um, and uh, he wrote this, like, it was actually kind of sweet, which I was surprised because I had a horrible relationship with him. But he did this whole little, like, um, comic book style thing where he he talked about the story of our relationship. And he literally did the play-by-play -play of, like, here, this is us in gym class. And then this is me messaging you on MySpace. And here were the messages. And I was like, oh my God, thank God I kept this. And so, um, you know, and now looking back, like that, yeah. it, that card and the way that yeah. boy felt about me will never happen again. I mean, because I fucking hate him, one. But then two, like, it's like interesting to keep, so I keep the cards for her because I'm like, these are, this is an interesting kind of perspective of how we feel about each other in our relationship. So that's something we can look back on, our kids can look back on. I think it's interesting. Yeah. Um, not that you have yeah. to save the like 20 cards I write you a year, like for every single occasion, because I know I write you a lot of cards, but it's just, that's why I'm not a crazy person when I save my husband's <laughs> cards, is what I'm trying to say, <laughs> even though they're from but you know, you know, you're not alone in that. You know, Chris does the same thing as well. He, in fact, every single time I'm like about to throw a card away, he'll be like, "Are you sure? Oh my Are you God. sure you want to throw that that card cards. away?" I'm like, "Oh my God, love that." He will. Well, he'll keep them. I always have a note version of all of your cards, so. You're good. I probably have cards going dating all the way back to 2015. I don't think I wrote a birthday card for you in 2014 because we had just became friends. No, that's never the the point. Hey, do you also right? take a picture of the like, cards? It's not about your message. Um, though I deeply appreciate when I, well, I enjoy receiving cards of all varieties, mm. but I really love the ones like you were sending me um those personalized ones with pictures of us. I love those. Those are my favorite. Um, or I think Catherine yes. on my birthday sent yes. me a very funny something about like adulting. Not it didn't say adulting at full capacity. But it was something about adulting, and it was just very um, on on brand for me. Um, <laughs> but yeah, just fantastic. So so many fantastic things. Keep your cards, fam. Keep your cards because they'll make you laugh, or they'll just bring you joy later. But also, it's okay if you don't. I'm not going <laughs> to card shame you. <laughs> <laughs> well. You know, and that's like that's like what I come to think of journaling is right now. It's not necessarily just you putting things down at the time, like like the traditional sense of journaling. I I, I kind of, I've come to think of it as like really anything that that is a reflection of how you're thinking or how you're feeling at the time, and you're just recording and putting it down in some sort of medium that you can kind of look back on as well. That that's journaling to me because I. One of my favorite mediums to do is like taking photos and and taking videos sometimes. And that was one of the most restrictive things about paper 
journaling for me is just that there's so much more about my day than my my thoughts that I would love to capture that I couldn't capture on a strict pen and paper notebook. Like I feel the same way with you. Like I think scrapbooking would be a great medium for me, <laughs> but it it is so much more of a process than me editing a photo on my phone that I <laughs> just, just like, okay, I'm over it now. But, um, you know, one of my really good friends, Sam does the same, like does scrapbooking and she does like these really great pieces of art. Like she puts in a lot of heart and thought into scrapbooking. And, and that's, I think that works for her. That's just her style of journaling. And I think, you know, I think when you come into this, you have to realize that it doesn't have to be an everyday sort of exercise and it doesn't have to be writing necessarily. It can be whatever you want. If you can take a video of yourself, you can record yourself, you can do Anything that helps you put your thoughts into perspective, helps you put structure to your day. Um, and that you that's that's pretty much a journal. You, it could literally be just a line by line of your agenda and what you hope to do for the day. And if you find use of that like a year from now and you're like, oh, wow, I that this is what I did today and this is how I feel, felt about it, you know, more power to, to you. It, it's It's all about yourself and how you want to kind of reflect on, on, on your life. Exactly. Yeah. I think just really emphasizing the, the freedom of the activity and that it's really, there are no rules. Like the only rule is that there are no rules and you can do whatever you want and um, you can draw pictures or you can just do bullet points. Um, I think bullet journaling a couple of years ago got really big and that's just effectively writing you know everything down in bullet form so not even like paragraphs or sentences it's just bullet form um that's too chaotic for me that's too much chaotic energy for me. So, <laughs> uh, like more power to you if that's your mamma jamma but like not my thing whatsoever um but yeah i mean i think that journaling can come in all sorts of forms and that is wasn't it kind of the inspiration behind even this podcast yeah, I think in a way, because like, and I'm sure we'll revisit the earlier shows at some point, but I think that you, know, you and I had just talked so much. Like, let me go through a brief history of our friendship. We used to talk every single fucking day. <laughs> we did. Every For single day. Yeah. We had a little bit of a friendship breakup where we were like, Every day is probably too much, especially when we're like <laughs> entering different phases in our life. Why don't we do every week? And now we're like at a point where like we're doing every other week. But, you know, we just talked and we just had like all these all these fun stories. And so for us, at least, you know, this is the way I like to think of it. Um, going back to the episodes, it's really cool to have this time capsule of, wow, this is what Alana and I were doing. This is how we were feeling. And this is where our friendship was at that point. Uh, and, you know, this has like the added benefit of <laughs> having listeners and um, being able to put some creative energy into it because, I don't know, I, I like to fancy myself a little bit of a creative. So just being able to put some energy into something new that I wouldn't typically be able to do. Let me also lay some truth on our listeners right now, because I'm sure a lot of people, when they think about the origin of HUAF radio, they think, 
oh, I'm sure Alana was the driving force behind this because that bitch loves talking and she loves listening to herself and she loves like mm-hmm. having her Alana filter on. But actually, Francis was very much the driving force. I remember you were the one who said, oh, you know, we should do this. Hey, I found out that there's an app where you can very easily record on your phone. doesn't even have to sound good. And you can publish it and you can do it. And then you shout can out, shout out to anchor. Please sponsor us. Yeah, please do. Um, and, um, you know, he was always the one who was very just investigating and I forget kind of what inspired it, but I think you just kind of felt like, Oh, this would be so great for memories. Like, let's just go and record this. Like we love hanging out. We love chatting. And um, some of the adventures that we go on could be shared with millions of people, millions of our fans (laughs) that are all in our head uh, or my head, I should say. But he was very much the driving force. I I remember I kind of like laughed up like, Oh, haha, that'd be funny. And then he said, no, no, I like recorded it or no, I downloaded this app. Oh yeah. Like I got a microphone. And so um, I deeply appreciate Francis's, mm-hmm. you know, pushing of this because it has been such a great one, like super great experience, so much fun. Um, and also it really does act as a time capsule. I mean, we're coming up on three years this November that we've been doing this. And if you think like how much has happened in three years, like I feel like our lives are totally different Ugh. now. You know, we both yeah. got married. We're both living in different places now. We have different jobs and it's just like yeah. insane. And when you listen to this later on in, I don't know when this is ever going to be posted. Well, probably a couple of weeks from now. <laughs> um, <laughs> We're on a schedule now. <laughs> but let's say like next year, like, is there anything you want to kind of put out there for future Alana listening back to pandemic Alana? Like what, like, I, I guess I'm curious to see what you, like, what message would you give future Alana at this point? Oh, gosh, I don't know. Um, almost like a letters to my future self type of deal. Yeah, yeah. Because, girl, I know you're going to be listening to this a year out. Like, <laughs> this oh, the- Yeah, actively. <laughs> like, you were saying, oh, one day we should revisit it together. I'm like, I revisit our old episodes <laughs> regularly. I just revisited the Lazy episode two weeks ago, and it made me laugh my ass off, and I texted you about it, like, immediately. It makes me... I, I live in the past of our relationship so often <laughs> through our podcast. Um. Oh, also, I love the fact, sorry, side side note, and then I'll answer your question about Dear Lana in the future. Um, I <laughs> was recently re-listening to the house tour episode, um, which was the last in-person episode we recorded together before quarantine. And um, I it, it made me laugh on audio and also off audio when I was listening to it eight months, seven months later, however long it's been, um, where I go, oh, are you recording this for the show or for memories? And oh, am I admitting out loud that we record our conversations for memories? <laughs> like there are off audio conversations that we don't <laughs> want to hear on the podcast, but we record it literally for ourselves. Mm. And that's we laugh so hard. Also, where are those recordings of those off the record, but recorded mm. on the record? <laughs> It must be uh, an anchor, I guess. Don't hack our account, fam. Don't hack us. Save her one. There's no money in it. But... <laughs> that just made me laugh so hard. What would I say to Alana now? I mean, I would just say, um, 
hey, bitch, I'm sure you're still laughing your ass off about this. I'm not going to act like, ooh, I'm going to have all this great, you know, insight to provide you. Maybe I'll say, hey, please stop talking so much. Because I do, I don't like episodes where I talk a lot because um, I I listen to the show for you. Believe it or not, listeners who think I'm like very self-centered, I really listen to uh, Francis because. Oh, oh my gosh! I was like, who? Who's the you in this? The, the are you listening for the audience? No, I was <laughs> like, no, 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 no. Whoa. I can make Francis believe that. Oh my god! So that we can gain money on our account based on listens. Holy shit! No. That is not, no. <laughs> no, it's for you, Francis. I love Aww. episodes that are like about you or episodes that you'll do with like you and Chris or you and Donica. Um, mm-hmm. Because I was, I re-listen really for you. And of course our shared friendship um, and like the hilariousness. But I like listening to you. I'm not like absurdly self-centered. I, I really just, <laughs> I, I like this podcast because I like that it's about us and about you. Because I think you're very funny. <laughs> oh that's so sweet alana i i I was gonna say like um my message to i guess our future selves um that you know no matter what happens next year with pandemic or what like it's great to have a great friend like alana to share this project with to share times with um like you have made this very an enjoyable experience. I mean, like us podcasting. Um, uh, like I, I love like I started re-listening. Like this is my first time like going through the episodes, and it just like reminded me of just how much fun I have hanging out with you. You know, like this is what this podcast is about. Like I don't care about our listeners, and I mean, like I, I do find like some of the, the the creative aspects of this really enjoyable, but like it's because I like hanging out with you, and I just want to like put our our recordings out there and just you know have this to kind of look back on, and when we're old as fuck, like we'll have this and just like laugh at the time that I mixed up our <laughs> our gifts to each other, like you know, yes. yeah, oh, really <laughs> because you know I love listening and re-listening to our episodes and it sounds like you're just kind of dipping your toes and I know that you don't re-listen to episodes like I do I think you typically give it some time like outside of editing I mean you don't re-listen yeah, to yeah. episodes um but should we for our three-year anniversary uh re-listen to our episodes not like on audio but actually get talk about each segment would be talking about you know some takeaways or some hilariousness from the episodes of like maybe our top five listened episodes i i had that same thought should we do it that would be that would be really awesome yeah listeners new new series tune in next time (laughs) we just came up with a new series on saturday too there's so many new series that are really just described now like listen to our episodes because we literally are right now it is so much fun um but yeah i love that idea because you know i love listening to our episodes so then incorporating you as part of the listening experience is just like my favorite thing in the world yeah 100 percent do that for a three-year anniversary episode That's it for our show, folks. I'm Francis. And I'm Alana. And you can find us on Instagram at hqaf.productions. We post every other week. 
You can find us on Apple Podcasts, Google Play, Spotify, or wherever else you get your podcasts. And until next time, the The best best ship to sail on is friendship. friendship.